listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, this is Deb Wolf, and you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. I hope you're ready to party animal style, because it's not just about dogs, it's not just about cats, it's about both, because that's what I like, and that's what my guest Darlene Arden likes. Welcome to the show, Darlene. Thank you so much, Deb. It's so good to hear your voice again. You too. I'm not sure whether I have to tell the listeners about you because you've joined me so many times and all your amazing (laughs) books and what you do in social media. I mean, it's just so, so extensive. So Google Darlene Arden and we'll also put some of her books up right on the website so you can see them as you're listening to this show because there's just, well, there's the Rover one. There's so many books. You've got how many books? It's really lots. I don't know. I stopped counting. She doesn't just, know. It's always, what information can I give out that will be helpful? You know, what can people use to make life better? Because I'm all about enhancing the bond, and, and the human-animal bond. I think it's so special and so wonderful for all of us. And anything I can do to make life better. And I want to keep owners and their four-legged companions together. I don't want anybody ending up in a shelter. Right, the number one reason people give up dogs is usually a training situation, a behavior. You know, behavior. The- it is the, it is believed to be the most common cause of death in dogs, at the very least, because they don't bother to train. They don't know how to train properly. Then they have a problem, or they have a problem because they didn't know what species they got they're now living with, and they throw the animal into a shelter, and normally they're killed. I know they call it euthanasia. I call it killing because that's what it is. And not enough of them are rehomed. And it all can be resolved, almost all of it, so easily with positive training, positive reinforcement, enhancing the bond. And Rover Get Off Her Leg is a great example of a really simple book that resolves issues. Here are the most common you issues. Just look up the thing is. that bugs you. Exactly. You just look up the problem that bugs you and you'll find it there and you'll find the solution. And I do find, I mean, I, I know you, we're going to talk in the second segment for everybody listening now about social media. And Darlena's kind of forged where I'm trying to follow in social media. And so she can really tell you, if you think there's a dog and cat world out there online that you haven't accessed, there's more cuteness, there's more information that you're just not quite on top of, either as a producer of pet content or a consumer of pet content. Either way, we'll be talking about that in the second segment. But for now, I think we're going to talk about the bond and um, training and different aspects to that. And, And I've been doing radio shows since I think 1996 or 1997, almost every week, sometimes two, three, five a week in all different markets. And I get the same top 10 questions year after year, city after city, station after station. I mean, the dog won't come. The dog won't heal. The dog jumps up. The cat won't use the litter box. The cat scratches the furniture. The cat is aloof. These are like the top. Are they the same for you? Absolutely the same. That's why there's the complete cat's meow and Rover get off her leg and small dogs big hearts because little dogs have different issues. And you have to look at it a little differently. It may be the same problem, but resolving it is another issue. 
You know so what? That book is probably my favorite book on little dogs and my favorite book of yours, that one. And I, you know, when you sent it to me and I saw the little dogs on the cover, I was thinking, well, what about the big dogs? But then I started to read it and really, you know, this thing you, you do, by the end of the book, you're thinking like a little dog and you're realizing why the world's so big and scary. And I just thank you so much for helping us slightly big dog biased people get a handle on the little dog mentality. I really appreciate that. I'm so glad you responded to that book that way because that's why I wrote it. It, People think, but it's a dog. Well, it's not dog generic as every breed has its own characteristics. Little dogs, no matter what the breed, are looking at the world from a totally different vantage point. And my thought that set me off on this, and of course I, I had little dogs, was if you only come up to people's ankles, what does the world look like? When you think of it compared to cats and dogs, you know, you don't expect a cat and a lion to behave the same way. Now, okay, one's wild and one's not. But let's just say a wolf mm-hmm. cross small dog is not going to behave as big as a big, big wolf, you know, as the same. And the predator thing, when you've got a dog that's smaller than a cat, it's less than 10 pounds, say, less than 15 pounds. Why would it behave like a 75-pound animal that kind of rules where it goes? Why wouldn't it behave more like an animal that a lot of animals want to eat? You know, this is just like, why didn't I get that before I read that book? I don't know, but I get it now. So thank you. I'm so glad you do. And it's an animal even other dogs want to kill because they see them as prey. They're small, they're hairy, they run. Oh, yes, that's a terrible thing. Okay, so before we get on to the bond and some more general questions, let me just ask you, for people out there, what do you tell them? They've got the little dog, and I got what I call, they've got what I call scoop syndrome. They see any dog anywhere, and they go running, and they scoop up their dog. Okay, <laughs> it's hard to convince them that there's another way. What's the other way? There's another way, and it's, you know, a couple of different things you have to look at. First of all, you never know if a dog is going to run out of a driveway while you're walking, And you don't know the dog exists in that neighborhood, and it can attack your dog of any size. One shake of a little dog, if it grabs it, and your little dog can be dead. People who tell others, well, why don't you pick up your little dog when they're walking with their big dog, don't understand that if that big dog is hyper-focused on getting that little one, you're also going to be in danger. I know of one professional dog handler who was holding a toy dog, and it was at a show, and a big dog came by and almost got his throat. It grabbed his tie just below the knot because it was going for the dog in his hand. Thank heavens he missed the dog and missed the guy's throat. I saw a woman with her arm ripped open because another dog had gone after her Pekingese that she was holding. If you elevate the dog, when you pick it up, you're elevating its status. So it's now usually eye level or slightly above the big dog and feels some safety from you and feels it has to meet the challenge from the big dog. That's a problem. If you see a dog coming and it looks like it might be trouble, turn around, cross the street, walk the other way. Being yeah, that's the best advice. Or just out for a walk is... Anything to avoid your dog being killed. And, and I you don't want to be teaching your time. dog 
I see people doing this and they teach their dog to be even more fearful than it already is. And so that can That's be a problem exactly too. Right. Maybe the dog could handle really it. You know, you might have a little dog who's a male and very social and he's already smelled that that female dog coming over to him is a poppy. He may already know it's cool, but you're scooping him up anyway. So we have to think about that. So sometimes the bond between us and them is a little askew. And I want to talk about the bond before we have to go to break, which is in a couple minutes, because we're going to talk about social media and that's all about the bond i mean people are into this cat videos like i never expected they would be so what do you think that's all about incredible the cat videos well it's actually one site that's useful if you like to watch cat videos it's called cat versus cancer c-a-t-v-s-c-a-n-c-e-r and when you log on to this fairly new site and you watch your cat videos on there it somehow logs in and they donate For every hit, they donate money to a different cancer charity every month, which I think is phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Uh, That is really cool. I mean, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to blog about that. People love cats. Whether they love cats or not, they love the memes and put them up on social media, especially Facebook. It's loaded. You can barely find dog memes to the extent that you can find cats. It's amazing how many pages and pages are devoted to cats. Others devoted to dogs. Others cover both species. I happen to love both species equally. We're going to have to go to break, but all this research they've been doing, which is sort of supposed to be news breaking about oxytocin in the body and higher levels when you look at your dog. It's not just dogs, right? It's not just dogs. No, it's cats, too. Cats look at us the same way. It's amazing. (laughs) They kind of miss that. Leaning over to kiss my nose or kiss me on the lips, and she almost looks like she's trying to pucker up. The look is so soft and gentle and loving in her eyes. It's unmistakable if you're looking at her. Most people aren't paying attention. Well, I have a golden retriever who smiles out of one side, and she thought taught a standard poodle that grew up here the same trick. And now one of my orphan kitties smiles out of one side. She taught her, too. It's like, you know, think Well, they're great observational learners. It's amazing. I had a Yorkie who both smiled and grinned. They'll usually do one or the other in that breed, and he would do both. And I'm not really good before my coffee in the morning. And he'd smile as as if to say good morning, and I'd look down (laughs) at him and say, prove it. Okay, everybody, we're talking with Darlene Arden. She's got many pet books. Some of them I've told you about. You can see them right here. And uh, we'll be back to talk about social media because there's a lot online. There's a lot out there. You might be someone who wants to watch it. You might be someone who wants to post it. You might be someone who wants to make a living at this. There aren't very many cat magazines and dog magazines to write for anymore. The whole world has changed, and Darlene's ahead of the game on this. So stay tuned. Come back to Animal Park. Party. Uh, we're going to party Facebook style, I guess, with Darlene Arden and Deb Wolf. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere, because the best is yet to come. Stick around. Tired of wasting money on giant boxes of litter that don't work and don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. So even a small bag lasts one cat 30 days. Outstanding odor control, quick clumping, lightweight. It's even flushable. World's best cat litter. Everything else is just litter. Find it near you at www.itsnotjustlitter.com. That's www.itsnotjustlitter.com. 
Hi, Jill. I see you and Bella are enjoying this lovely day as well. It's a perfect day for a walk. Isn't that right, Bella? And what a colorful ID tag you have, Bella. It certainly puts my Rusty's boring engraved tag to shame. Isn't it great? It's a dog tag art tag. Dog tag art? Yeah. Dog tag art makes the world's coolest pet ID tags. Pick from hundreds of cute designs or upload your photos or artwork to create a unique tag of your own. They even give you four lines of text on the back of the tag for important contact information. I love it! But do they hold up? We have to replace Rusty's metal tags so often because the information wears away. Dog tag art tags are some of the highest quality pet tags out there. They're made with super durable stainless steel. Your information is always legible and the tags are guaranteed for life. Well, I'm sold. Where can I get my dog tag art tag for Rusty? Dogtagart.com Sounds great! We can't wait to get online and get a tag of our own. Dogtagart.com We keep best friends together. Use the coupon code RADIO for a 25% discount off any tag. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active for Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active for Pets. Ready to try Active for Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of active4pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello. This is Animal Party, Pet Life Radio, and Deb Wolf. Coming to you from Camp Good Dog, which does have a site on Facebook, and it is really cute, and there's lots of dogs, and they just look beautiful, so if you want to see cute, happy dogs getting muddy and swimming around and playing with each other and videos of them having wrestling matches on the farm, then go to Camp Good Dog on Facebook. But you know what? I'm just not that savvy like you are. I've caught up slowly. I still haven't made that connect to Instagram. I'm working on it. I have a Twitter account, which I almost never use. And every time I get your Darlene has mentioned you in a post, I feel so bad because I think, oh, I never mentioned her in anything because I never post anything. You got to help me and everybody else who's listening figure this out, Darlene. How do we connect this world with our doggy cat hobbies and, and passions? Well, there are a lot of ways to do it, and it can be such a time suck that you really have to decide which ones are best for you. I don't use Instagram because I don't take enough pictures to warrant it. If you're really into photography and you love to show off those pictures, it's a great way to show off your cats, your dogs, your business. Just make sure you're not over-pushing your business on social media so that people think you're only there to sell. 
You know you're there to get their attention. They know it, but they don't want to cram down their throats 24-7. I am far more involved and popular on Facebook, where I have four pages and all, and Twitter. I'm very big on Twitter. I taught myself. When I first learned, I shot myself in the foot. I did everything wrong, but I was determined. And there are still things I would change knowing if I knew then what I know now, but we can say that about every part of our lives. And I didn't start with, you know, by going to a social media expert. I just learned at the school of very hard knocks. I started with a page on Twitter and decided, could I use Twitter for good instead of evil? And I started a group there. And it has now gone to a secret status since Facebook's gotten very strange as the world has lately. And I I could get rid of the spammers. I got rid of a woman trying to hijack my page. But when the stalkers came, enough was enough. Well, I've had some problems with that, too. And that, you know, there are these pitfalls. I had this uh, fake posting on uh, my Deborah Wolf Pet Expert Facebook site as if I had taken this diet medicine and was really happy with its results. And it was saying how many, you know, 60 pounds I'd lost or something. And I'm a pretty small person. So I started to get all these texts and emails from people who were worried about me. What do you mean you lost 60 pounds? You know, that's half of you. Where'd you go? Like, are you ill? Are you okay? And I had to say, no, 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 I don't take this. But they did take it off for me. They corrected it for me. It wasn't such a a big problem, that particular problem. I've had other problems, though, and it seems like they're constantly changing. Like now, no WordPress. you got to be phone-friendly. I mean, there's just, it's like a, a big sinkhole for money if you don't have the expertise. It can be. I don't pay for anything except my website, and that's because I have somebody else manage it. I understand that I could use, if I wanted to go to WordPress, I could turn that into a website. At this point, it would be too much of a pain in the neck, too time-consuming for me to do it, and it would still look like I did it. I prefer a professional-looking website, even though websites are not as popular now. You need one. Those people who find you on Facebook and Twitter need to go somewhere, and not just to your blog if you have one. You should have your blog on your own website. I don't. That was a huge mistake. Okay, blog. Isn't blogging something like 10 years ago? Isn't it gone? Isn't it kind of dated or no? No, not yet. I don't know when it will be. Everyone has one. A lot of people monetize them. I don't because I'm a real journalist. I've been around for a, a long time, as you know, Deb. And any time you wrote something that was geared toward a sponsor... That was an advertorial. And when yeah. I write, I, don't get paid. I remember that. Yeah, the advertical. And now they don't really make a distinction. Now they don't make a distinction. And how are people supposed to know if they can trust you or if you're just getting paid to write? So every one of my blog posts where I've reviewed something will tell you that I'm not paid except for a review copy, but no money has changed hands. People are starting to get skeptical, like all those um, Yelp reviews and everything. You can pay companies to do them for you. and So what what are you supposed to do if you want to be in the pet business or you just want to, like right now, we want to know what's going on. We want to know about the latest, greatest thing, the fact that you can look at cat videos through this website and actually contribute to cancer causes is great. I miss that. How do you make sure you don't miss it? Is What do you do? You can't just spend hours and hours and hours looking through all this stuff, or do you have to? 
No, in some cases you have to. In other cases, if you are starting to build a presence on the web, especially with the blog, if you build it, they will come. People will somehow start to find you, and they will start offering you things to review, stories. You look at news stories. You set up a Google alert to give you stories in your area of interest. When you build a Twitter page, make sure you add the URL for your website there. Put the link to Twitter in your email. Put the link to your Facebook page. I have a Facebook. used to be called a fan page. Now I think it's just a professional person public page. I have no idea what the heck they've changed it to. They change everything on Facebook. The minute you get used to it, they decide to redo something. I also have a page there for the fund I started in my mother's memory at the American Kennel Club's Canine Health Foundation. It's a behavior fund. And if you're not careful and write, don't write the check for that, it ends up in a slush behavior fund, a different one that they never had before. So things become more confusing as they change. I mean, they didn't even tell me when they started to do that. So you really have to keep your eyes open. If you're looking to do business, you can do an incredible amount of business through a Facebook business page. And you, some people. Do you find the ads? Do the ads work? Because I've tried the ads when I've had puppies for sale and things like that, and it really just doesn't work. I need local people. I've actually got a litter expected at the end of the month. The standard poodles, my last litter ever by this female, and they're going to be red and cream. But the thing about it is, I'll get calls a year from now from people who will be like, "Oh, do you still have one left?" And no, I don't. But I want the calls all at once, and I want them right away while the dogs are little. I don't. Cute, you know, and it's hard to get the word out. Well, I don't know anyone, not anyone, who has had, personally, who has had good luck with those ads on Facebook. Okay. I've never bought into it because I was very skeptical. They gave us free ads when they were starting, and I was quite surprised to see that because I didn't pay for it, and I didn't ask for it, and I didn't particularly want it. And Facebook was so much smaller, keep growing exponentially. I find it's, it can be good for business. People have bought books. they found me in different ways. I find it a nice way to stay in touch with people. You can keep your business separate from your social like, timeline for friends. Is, you know, if you don't like what I'm saying, don't read it or don't go away. Or just go away because you can either be in my group, on my fan page, or on the other page for the fund. And you're going to see different things there. But my personal page is my home on the Internet. And if you don't like what I'm saying politically, don't start an argument. Just go away quietly. Don't look at it. You don't have to comment on everything you see on everybody's page. You could end up in fights for less. <laughs> if you can't say something nice, go away. That's don't your say new anything new at all. Well, but isn't isn't it kind of invitational? Don't people think they're supposed to respond? Like you're saying, you don't have to respond to everything. Isn't that what people do now? Feedback, people comments, think, like, don't well, like. I, I've had people actually come out and say, well, you made it public, so therefore I can say something. Mm-hmm. And I've said, no, actually this is my home on the Internet, and it's personal. I'm and not sure I make that distinction. A lot of people just would have one website or not even just one Facebook site, so they don't realize you're well, so... And it's hard. I can people- going to have, that's fine, but you can go over to my fan page and see something else, or if you're a member of my group and you're involved with mm-hmm. what goes on there with the formal and the informal discussions, that's another thing. 
And if you're not interested, it, mainly I put up a lot of things like, or coffee memes. I'm notorious for being a coffee holic. So people laugh, right. they see that. But if I feel I have something to say about what's going on in the world, it will go on that page. And I consider it educational. If you don't agree with me, because I'm very careful about what I put up, mm-hmm. um, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But it's not an invitation to start an argument. And the way I've told people that is I've said, look, this is not an argument, and this is my home. It's not my fan page. It's not my group. This is my home on Facebook. It's as if you came in to my house and defecated on the carpet. Oh, my goodness. And that is something we normally talk about on air in a completely different context. (laughs) Exactly. But I I also handle people who are rude in the same way. Usually, I ignore bad behavior and reward good behavior. And it changes people, too. So you train people. You know what? I catch myself doing it when I'm dating a little bit. And I have to stop it. I do. I catch myself, you know, all kinds of things. Like where you, yeah, I'm not even going to say, just in case anybody I might be dating is listening. But I definitely use the reward and praise method and ignore what I don't like. And you can't help it if you're immersed no, in and it works for training. People, and you're immersed in it. And, and, it, yes, and I often, if somebody it. asks me if the seat next to me is empty, I'll say, no, sit, stay. Uh, you know, <laughs> It's very funny to people who know me and know what I do. Strangers tend to look at me a little oddly, but it's worthwhile. Well, getting back to the social networking, Twitter, you can attack two ways, three ways. Some people have more than one account. I have one account. I don't have the time for more than one account. But a lot of people are on there as their cat or dog. Other people are on there as business, and some Mm -hmm. of them combine it. I find Mm -hmm. it very confusing when the cat and dog bloggers get on there as their animal and then giving out information like the person. I mean, I, I don't know what persona. Yeah, that no, that is tricky. And that was a big fad about 10 years ago. People opening up things with their animal's name and joining things for their animal and doing things online with their animal. I think that's faded a little bit. I think your dog would rather you just take him for a walk. Your cat would rather you just get a toy and make it something right. fun and to I chase. Don't, I don't want to write in his voice. And frankly, <laughs> most people can't do it very well. It ends up being so icky that I yes. start to gag while I'm reading. So I don't want that. I'd rather have if someone is in business and we talk about other things and you cannot do every tweet as if it were a promotion. You know product. who gets that you right? Is, um, there's a Disney show my kids have got me watching called Dog with a Blog and they actually get it pretty right. They got a talking dog and, and they're pretty good with his his uh, motivations, and it's very funny show, considering it's oh, well, a Disney family show, you know. Well, Not Desi, any kids, I would never have found that one. <laughs> We're running out of time, so I hope you'll come back in the future, and we'll both uh, keep our ear to the ground and online and come back and talk about some more things. The reason that description of the little dog, and you see a big dog, and you're a little uncomfortable with it, and you just make your dog walk away, that's all about focusing on heel, not about the thing you think you're afraid of and not giving that other dog too much focus. No, Just you getting never out of put your own stress down. The, the dog will pick up a, right down the lead. So stay calm. Suck on a, a breath mint so the dog <laughs> won't tell that you're scared and just turn around and walk the other way and practice your healing and, you know, just focus the dog on you and on almost anything else. 
Yes, just and then it's not about that other dog. That other and, dog. Exactly. Yeah, and the other dog's going to ignore you, too. You're no longer on his territory. He's interested in other things. But I think when we talked about that earlier in the show, we might have teased some people. So next time, I'm going to have to write down what those six things were. Next time we come on air, maybe we'll give each of us give some advice on what people can do with, what was it? The dog won't come. The dog won't heal. What was the other thing? The dog jumps up, and the cat was, won't use the litter box. Second one, I can't remember. Uh, scratches furniture, scratches or damages, let's say. And the third one was aloof. Okay, we've got our homework, Darlene, although we've been doing this for we years. Do. I think oh, we, we can do it in our sleep. That's okay. sleep, <laughs> in the bath, in the, on vacation. All right, then, that'll be an easy show. So I hope you'll come back and join me, everybody out there who's been at this party in the audience. Bring your cats, bring your dogs. We'll be talking about come and heal and jumps up. We'll probably do one doggy segment and then one kitty segment. Litter and scratching aggression and aloof kitties. And we'll fix it all for you right then and there after our next show. Thank you so much, Darlene. Thank you, Deb. Have a great, great week. Okay, thank you. And everybody out there, until next time, from me, Deb Wolf, you can find me on DebraWolfOnline.com. Be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.